Good evening. So, we are, I was just listening to this uh, song called, called Gamzu. I just, I just discovered this song. It's a band called um, Eighth Day. Eighth Day. They're famous singers. Actually, Rabbi Marcus, who's the Chabad of San Mateo, it's his brothers. So the whole song was Gamzu. Like, everything in life is Gamzu. Um, but we're going to learn tonight, as far as parnasa, making a living, dealing well with ourselves, even though it's kamzu, just like, we, you, know, you know what kamzu is, Mrs. Stolen? That's why you're asking me. Gamzu means that whatever Hashem gives is for our best. Gamzu tova, which means any, any, whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us is exactly what we need. Exactly. Our day, Hashem gives us exactly what we're supposed to deal with. There's no, there's no circumstances. There's nothing um, that's so uh, it's that's that's beyond belief. I actually to tell you the truth. Uh, I, I I very rarely do this, but I called into one of these radio stations today. Like I was like I, I was turning for something. And I heard this discussion on um, what's his name. Jewish guy, Ron Owens. You know who he is? It's on KGO. So he was discussing this question. It's actually an interesting thing. He was discussing... Uh, it's A10. That's the channel. Usually I'm still no worries. If I ever listen, it's 560, 650. But I don't listen that often. But today I just happened to turn it on. I was in between something. I don't know if it's the Torah section. So, Torah tur- CD. So the guy was discussing. He said he was very bothered in that church shooting last week that they forgave right away he said how is it possible how is it possible his discussion was how is it possible that somebody can kill your mother or your brother or your sister and like the next day you say I forgive you like the next day he said like you know it, it must be if somebody does that like it, just, it doesn't bother them like if someone kills somebody that's related to you like, Maybe five years later, ten years later, the next day to say, "I forgive you." So, and then he then he wanted to know, like you know, then then he and other again, I was in a few minutes, and then I called just then I got off. I wasn't really interested, you know. Um, so then he, then and that that you that if you have this, some of the commenters say, "Yeah, they forgave in order to move on, in order to." Be comfortable with stuff. They didn't really forgive these people. This 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 animal, Dylan, whatever his name was. Uh, you know, they they forgave in order to um, to move on. So I called up I, because the truth is, as you mentioned, it's it's, it's certain trend in Christianity. It's a really an evil trend, right? Because actually, Christianity has a, has a has a theology called resist not evil. Now, they, now, I don't want to go into Christianity right now. It's not that, not exactly this lesson. Uh, and then also, you know, but what I, what I call it, my point was, is that to immediately forgive somebody who does evil acts, fosters evil, and is evil, and that is, if the person was repentant, for, forgiving, crying for forgiveness, please forgive me, you know, I did a terrible, re- realize I did a terrible act, 
someone can say, you know, let's work on forgiving this person. This guy didn't didn't ask forgiveness at all. You don't to forgive him. You say ISIS chops someone's head off, right? He kills people. You know, Hamas, Hezbollah. I forgive you, Hezbollah. Hamas, I forgive you. You did terrible things. I forgive you. What you're really doing is imagine, like, it's, you know, you just you, you know, you 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 empower evil. You create evil, right? But uh, there was a second point. I didn't I didn't want to do it on air because, you know, and that is, like, the, their point was, if you know you don't forgive, you're gonna be angry. You're going to walk around with anger in your heart. And to that is, there's a critical difference. Anything that happens to a person, we've been learning this, that's from Hashem. <laughs> it's not Dylan. If these people got killed, God allowed them to get killed. Right? And God knows best. So for whatever reason, these people's parents, siblings, God forbid it shouldn't happen to us, but Akash Baruch who runs the world. Right? You can deal with your own things after you give them because some, uh, God runs the world. God allowed this to happen for whatever reason, even though it may be beyond our understanding. Does that make sense to you? This is stolen. Yeah? So, yes and no. What's no? Yeah, you're, you're live. By the way, you should know, but you're taped. I have people last week, I get people every week asking, well, this class is being listened to people who are not here in the show. I, even last week, I got a, an email from a guy in Farrakko. I'm listening to all your history tapes like, from like five years ago. So if you're online, you, you, you may be famous for your question right now. So go ahead. I don't want to be famous, but I understand somehow, but it's hard to comprehend. No, of course. So as the Holocaust said. And the point is, is that you don't forgive a person because you need to move on. That was my point. You, you need, I didn't say this on air. Again, my point on air is, it's an evil trait to forgive people who are unrepentant because you just in, engender evil in the world. <laughs> right? A guy blows up the World Trade Center, Osama bin Laden, I forgive you. Are you crazy? You should go hunt him and kill him. Right? You shouldn't forgive him. He murdered 3,000 people. Right? You know, he murdered three people. Hitler, I forgive you. I don't, for, I don't forgive Hitler for killing my great grandparents. So that's one thing. That's what I discussed. Uh, you know, but the second thing is Hitler or Sama or this. I don't know. Is Dylan something? This, 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 this hick. You know, this low life. Uh, you know, I say hick. I mean a, a, a KKK type person. Um, we can't do anything that Hashem. It means we have to know that and anything that ever happens to us is from Hashem. Now there are bad things happen through evil people, so you should you should they, and they deserve to be punished, but they can't do anything to us. Nobody can hurt us. Nothing it, this is so integral. We discussed this weeks ago. If nothing can happen to us but from Hashem. Nothing. Zero. No one can hit our car. No one, Nobody could could hurt us. Right. I, 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 when we, you know, yeah. This is a very serious topic. Harnov. Harnov. For Sadiqim. 
So same type of thing. For whatever reason, I it's an I you know, we see part of the movie, part of the screen, we see a very small angle. If I told you in their merit, you know, Iran's not gonna get the nuclear weapon because they were korbanos, they were sacrificed for that. How do you know? Right? In their merit, do you know Moshe Tversky? I knew who he was. He's my brother in law's Rebbe. I, I, Ramir Tversky, I learned by Ramir Tversky for two and a half years. I was very close to his brother. I know the family. Tzadik. Tamachochem. Right? So, we, who knows what this guy. I, I told you this would happen. I was sitting with a, a couple of uh, uh, conservative Jews, not politically conservative, liberals. <laughs> you know, conservative members, which means they're liberal politically in life usually. So the guy says to me, how could God let the Holocaust happen? Now, I am a product of the Holocaust. I'm as much of a product as anyone else is. All four of my grandparents are survivors. I'm named after my two great-grandfathers who were murdered. Uh, you know, um, my children are named after people who were killed, you know, or survived. Uh, you know, my mother grew up with no relatives whatsoever. Her parents lost their spouse in the Holocaust. My grandfather saw his wife and two kids shot in front of his eyes. Okay, so I grew up with the Holocaust. <laughs> so I can be bothered by that question intimately. Uh, but I said to him, I, said, I'm not, I am not giving any of these hands, but I have a question for you. What if I told you, and this is probably true, that the only way the state of Israel would have happened, because this guy's a Zionist, was because of the Holocaust? Because that's almost definitely true. It never would have happened. I, how do you know? There would have been no state of Israel if it wouldn't have been a Holocaust. That's that's. If you have to read the map, that's a fact. It would never have happened. I mean, what what do you know of God's plan? <laughs> what what do we, how is it fathomable? Six million people and a lot of them are right. I mean, who do, what do we know? We're seeing such a small slither in a, in, in, in how God, in God's plan. So again, we, what we do have to know is that nothing. Hitler couldn't hurt, hurt one Jew if it wasn't supposed to happen. Right? The base of Megadosh. We're about to hit the three weeks. Right? Not destroyed, not once, but twice. What else happens on Tisha B'Av? Beitar. Right? The rebellion in Beitar in 133 to 135, the common era, crushed hundreds of thousands of Jews die in Beitar during that rebellion. Right? They, they, they sacked Jerusalem afterwards. Now, obviously, it's partially because of our sins, you know, largely because of our sins, and largely because of what we needed for being gullet. But can I explain how that happens? Destruction. Do you know what happened in the first destruction of the first temple, the second temple? So, when you ask the four people far enough, I don't know why, but I do know why. I know that we're all in this room. Iran, Iran, Russia, Russia. I'm the only American born. You know, I'm American born in this room, right? But I'm grandchildren of Polish survivors, right? We're all here after thousands of years in the exile. After miracle, God knows what he's doing. And there's Jews in Israel, millions of Jews today. After all the exile, God knows what he's doing. Right? He knows what he's doing. And how it fits into the global plan and our personal, I don't know. But I do know Hashem gives everyone what they're supposed to get. And you should know, and I should know, that those four people who died in Harnof, they're in the eternal world in the highest places because they died for the kid sanctifying God's name. They themselves, they're up high, way up high. You know what I feel really bad for? Children. They were stolen of their fathers. 
And even then, they have, uh, Hashem has the reasons for them. But this is, that's the important thing is, how do you, how do the children look on? Do they think that two Palestinians killed their fathers? And if it wouldn't have been these two Palestinians, their fathers would have never died? It's not true. Right? Hashem, if they weren't, if it wasn't their day to die, it would never have happened. And in that Harnov case, by the way, it was so crazy, because they were working there for one week. These Reitzchim, these behemoths with butcher knives. These things are esoteric, but the point is for ourselves, we need to know, because we all, we all have things every single day that bother us, that aggravate us, that are frustrating. Hashem gives us exactly what we need. And that's why when, that, when they ask, oh, you have to forgive these people, they're not like, you shouldn't forgive these, this, 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 this KKK guy, this neo-Nazi. I don't forgive him, and they shouldn't forgive him. He's a murderer. He doesn't even feel bad. You know, he's a racist, and an anti-Semite, and a murderer. Why should you forgive him? Why? I don't forgive Hitler. And I don't forgive Hamas last year for killing Jewish people, nor do I forgive Hezbollah. Why, why do I should I forget Osama bin Laden? Uh, but, but, one thing I do know, we need to know, is that everything that the Hakash gives is from Hashem, the whole world is from Hashem. And again, the Gemara says good things happen to good people, and evil things happen to evil people. Right? And that they could not, nothing could have happened if it wasn't for what we're supposed to get, at whatever level. On that note, same thing we're talking about talking over here. Now, I said Gamzul Tovo. What's Gamzul Tovo? Everything, everything Hashem gives us is for our best. Which means, whatever, it doesn't always mean it's sweet. Like we said a few weeks ago, we see on Rosh Hashanah, she had a big Jacob's emailing me today. Are we on this year for Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. So, it's right, you see, we're getting close to Rosh Hashanah. It's coming. You see, we're getting close to Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. I'm getting emails already about this. It's serious stuff. Now, you know, uh, <laughs> I was just mentioned to my wife two nights ago, I said, so crazy. You know, we're moving into this house this coming week. Uh, I would have, ne- I, I, I would have never thought this would have happened. So the whole story was crazy. How I got this house, the whole story was crazy. And then I was looking. I have a card in my office. Every year, every year I make a list. On one side, I think I put all the things that happened, major things this past year, right, in my life, to remind myself what's at stake on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. <laughs> And on the next side, I put things that could happen, potential things. And I looked at that list. No one saw I look at it. I hadn't seen it for, for weeks. And I looked at it two, two days ago, and I saw that for this year, one of the things I dove and I was trying to be confident is, what am I going to do about the house? Take your family, blah, 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 buying this. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, and like, of course I know this. But I wasn't thinking of it. Last Yom Kippur, it was the size of to get a house. I, I mean, it was like, I, I'm looking at my list, like, this is what I dive for, if it's supposed to be. Like, I was, you know, I mean, nothing, nothing whether it's a house for the good or the bad, I don't think it's about Baruch Hu. Right? There are other things on the list <laughs> that, that didn't have been exactly whatever it was like. Hashem knows best. Right? But it was decided in Yom Kippur, the potential was decided, the, the opportunity, depending on our, our deeds, we discussed it already. Um, Hashem gives us according to it. We spoke last week about not doing dangerous things. Just this week, 
somebody I know, friend of mine, not even 30 years old, diagnosed state with type 2 diabetes. Not even 30. Didn't eat healthy. Didn't exercise. Stressful lifestyle. So I have a question. Did Hashem give him stage 2 diabetes, type 2 diabetes? Or did he give himself type 2 diabetes? You know what the answer is? <laughs> Both. Right? <laughs> the answer is, he didn't take care of himself. And it was Geyser and Shemayim that because you didn't do this, you're going to get this. Right? But you know what, what happened? Most likely, if had he exercise, eating healthy, you know, because type 2 diabetes usually happens from being heavy. That's sleep, a sleep, sleep, diet, exercise, right? All of this together, we gotta take care of ourselves. You can't just say, Hashem gives me what's best, give me the best. Now, Hashem will give you the best. You don't sleep, you don't eat healthy, you don't exercise. Based on that, you're gonna get the best thing. You know, if Hashem has to say, better type 2 diabetes than some other thing, you know, either later in life, or, God forbid, be judged in the world to come for not taking your, your care of your body, losing merits. Right? But Hashem will give us what's our best based on what we do. A person doesn't dive into Hashem, maybe it'll never happen the good thing. And the, but based on what you do, that's what you'll get. You don't take care of yourself, you don't work. Based on what you do, that's what you'll get. So what about Parnassah? Going back, we discussed a couple of times ago, but Hashem gives us a job that's we're meant to be, a parnotza, actually, we touched about it on Shabbos. You gotta walk in on Shabbos. A couple, last week, we, 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 we discussed, you know, how we know we're living a truthful life, whether it's job or other things in life. Uh, people who work, people in business, people in renting, you have to go work with faith in Hashem. Don't just think you're not going to exercise and be healthy. Don't think you're going to go not do work. You'll, you'll sit back and be lazy or won't do the full-fledged job or won't be educated and you're going to make up parnasa. Right? Don't think though that it's your deed, your education, your action which guarantees your success. What your action or you, what your deed does is it makes you a receptacle, a vessel for God's blessing. But without God's blessing, you may or may not get it. Right? Well, without God's blessing, you won't get it. You have to eat healthy. You should take care of yourself. And if you do that, maybe God will bless you with health. But you can eat healthy, take care of yourself, drive in a car, get hit by a car. <laughs> get healthy, you know, uh, 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 take care of yourself and still get a form of cancer, God forbid. You can eat healthy, take care of yourself, and one day, touch a wire, which is, you know, you can eat healthy, take care of yourself, you're a firefighter, and one day, it's September 11th, 2001, you were in the fittest shape, you go for your job to the World Trade Center, you're 31 years old, and the building falls on you. <laughs> That's... That's what happened. You, you, of course, God, I mean, this person's got it. You can go to a great business school, Stanford, Northwestern, Penn. Now you're talking about it. Warden, right? And still not make any money. I knew somebody, actually, who actually went to Penn in South Florida, 
when I grew up, and I remember him saying, this guy would talk where he went to university, went to Penn, he went to Warden, which is a business school in Penn. Never successful. Never successful. Because you need God's bracha. Doesn't make a difference, right? You can go to a secondary school like Harvard, be a dropout, and start Facebook. How many people went to Harvard and didn't start Facebook? If they're working, at, they're working on the first line in, in, in Intel or Google, they're not starting Facebook. For whatever reason, he, that person got that bracha. Let's say you make money. You shouldn't put all your faith in it. Which means, of course, you have to be cognizant and aware of where, where, where your money comes from, what's your source of bracha, and have appreciation for it. But there's a difference appreciation in thinking, oh, you know why the only reason I have money? It's because Mr. Gates or Zuckerberg or Ellenson or whoever it is, you have money because someone wanted you to get money. <laughs> tomorrow they can fire you. In Silicon Valley can be fired here today, gone tomorrow. Right? Tomorrow the company can come and go. Because Hashem gives you the parnasa. Um, it doesn't mean you shouldn't be, you shouldn't get the best job, you shouldn't be aware of what pays money and where, where to work. That's, of course it's a calculation. But it means that it's not a, just like it wasn't those Palestinians, just to go back to Mrs. Stolen's case, who killed those tzaddikim, but Hashem was geyser for whatever reason, we're not going to that now. How can we even begin to understand that? Right? But, there's no human being who gives us money that we're not supposed to get. And if, if they want to give us money, we're not supposed to get it. We won't get it. Or we'll get it and we'll go out somewhere else. Somebody gets sick. Somebody was telling me, they know somebody, this is a Shabbos, this person spends 200, it's a very wealthy person in New Jersey, and they spend $220,000 a year on tuition. Semi large after tax money. It's a lot of money. Two hundred. How is it possible? They're spending two hundred twenty thousand dollars in tuition. I mean, most human beings they make close to that money, especially you know. How are they spending that money on tuition? So first of all, they pay full tuition for everything. It's multiple kids. They have one kid who's a special special needs kid. Sixty thousand dollars because the kid's special needs. Now, now Hashem gave this special needs kid right but for whatever reason it's $60,000 a year just for this kid hey, you, know, some kid, you can make money one pocket goes out of another pocket you know, uh, you know it's not uh, uh, bracha comes from Hashem of course we we have to do intelligent deeds to figure out what makes money you know we don't live for money but money is important but just, I just mentioned tuition you pay you go to school kids go to school for free no, Ron going to college next year for free. A lot of money, right? You got to pay money. It's not. Uh, it's, uh, and that's just the first thing. It's just undergrad. You wait. I, I, you go to graduate school and makes that look like uh, child's play, right? It's a lot of money. You, it costs money to live in this world. Not, money's not a small thing. You can, uh, this show runs on, on, on money. Everything. But so we got to make intelligent decisions. Smart, smart calls. You want to retire? You want to invest? You can't say, oh, God will take care of me. You put your money in the wrong pension funds without thinking about it. The wrong retirement funds. You don't think where you're putting your money? You can easily lose your own retirement. You, you invest, what was that guy's name? Mark Madoff? Bernie? 
you think they, these people got their money back? No more. 90% of them didn't get anything back. Uh, so you gotta do it, but you have to realize it comes from Hashem. Um, so when you make money, you shouldn't say, Oh, thank you, Sergi, but I love you. Thank you for giving me $200,000 a year for looking for Google. You're the best you got, Sergi. I thank you. How could I ever pay you back? You, I owe you my whole life. Now, first of all, I think you're a Meshuggah, huh? I'll fire you on the spot. You're kind of crazy person thinks like that. But the point is, jokes aside, Sashem gave you that pronounce. If you're not supposed to work in Google, you'll be gone tomorrow. You'll make up a mistake. You'll make an error. Uh, you know, you, you're, God forbid someone in your family will get sick. You'll have to quit working for Google. You can't handle the job. There's too much stress in the house. You thank Hashem. You thank Hashem. When a person gets a job, when a person makes money, when a person's healthy, they don't think they're a doctor. Oh, thank you, doctor. Right? Thank you. Of course, you, you thank your doctor. You thank your employer. You should have a karat satov. Gratitude is one of the most important Torah principles. We thank everyone who gives us something. We have gratitude, but we know that they're just a shliach. They're just a messenger. I remember when I was... I don't know if I guess this is, I may have said this earlier, I'm not sure if I did. When I was 19 years old, I talked about taking care of yourself. When I was 19 years old, I, 19? I was 20. When I was 20 years old, I was literally for a point in my life, completely fanatical learning. Like, I would stay up until 2 o'clock in the morning every night. I was sleeping every night less than about I think four and a half to four hours and 45 minutes every single night I didn't exercise for breakfast I was such a rush have a Danish and a coffee that was my breakfast I did this for a couple of years you know what happened to me came down with Epstein Bar which is mono and, like, uh, and I was like literally after Epstein Bar mono um, I was I had you know, you know what it is it's a type of, you know what a mononucleosis is Epstein Bar feel very weak and lethargic um, and uh, you know basically I was sluggish now you don't look sluggish you get no one gives you pity everyone you look fine but you feel like Ugh. and actually after that I got what's called chronic fatigue so like for, for several months I felt like 75% 65% and I'm usually a lot of energy uh, you know I'm usually on turbo charge I'm, it's like months I'm feeling so I remember I ended up going to a doctor I was, I was supposed to go to the Mir Yeshiva and I did Pesach time I had grad I was leaving Yeshiva Sitzel in January YU and I was going to the Mir so I had from January to Pesach I decided to go to Florida to get better so I went to my parents house I lived in the Kirlo in Miami Beach which is and for whatever reason I was supposed to be in that Kirlo actually just we told Hashkocha I, let, me, let me actually backtrack because this is actually a very important lesson I got mononucleosis I was 20 years old I had it for about a year of my life now I felt sluggish it messed up my summer plans that year I was supposed to be a tutor at some camp I was supposed to do like a lot of things and I just couldn't do it uh, I was supposed to go to Israel in January I went Pesach 
and everything looking back was exactly for my best now I didn't want Epstein Bar I would have asked for it I thought it also did it changed my life it changed my dietary habits it changed uh, you know I never ate salad until that point in my life like I, you know I, I took care of something and I think to my, I, and I remember saying to myself thank God I had it when I'm 20 years old I don't have kids I don't have a wife if I would be like other response at that point I was responsible for myself if I would have this now, now <laughs> I don't know how I would deal with this, right? I think Hashem, it was a tremendous learning experience for me, and I'm not saying it was pleasant at the time. And, and, first of all, my body was coming; I would get sick. I would feel terrible. You know, anytime I was already sick, say anytime I got sick, I felt even worse. So, like when you look now, obviously it's minor. It was nothing like that. Hard over anything like that, but Hashem. But for me, having chronic fatigue for months. Um, the time was very unpleasant and I remember I used to even say to myself that if I can do things now when I'm weak I'll do it better when I'm strong I was, you know, I was 20 this was going on um, but looking back and even at the time to an extent I, I was cognizant it's the best thing that ever happened to me you know it actually made me balance my life a little bit more at a younger age that when I get older I really thought I would do things you know, it gave me self-knowledge. Certainly, any time you're sick, it gives you a certain amount of atonement uh, as well. But so it was, it was, you know, difficult at the time, but the best thing for me. So, anyways, I go to South Florida, and that was also the best thing for me. And for various reasons, I learned with in the Lakewood Koilo in Miami Beach. I actually learned with somebody who became a Rosh Koilo in a different Koilo. We learned Bechavus every day. And we would study every morning. I would learn the kolel. I should, I should daven. I should daven at late chakras. You know what late chakras is? Eight o'clock. And I davened with the Baba Varaba for six weeks. Daven the Baba Varaba. The Baba Varaba of Shlomo Habershtam. Anyone heard Babov? Babov is the largest, largest Hasidic group in Borough Park. Right? It's the third largest Hasidic group in America. The largest Hasidic group is Satmar. Second largest Hasidic group is Chabad. And the third largest Hasidic group is Babov. Okay. But the Babov Rebbe, Shlomo Habashim, is a survivor of the Holocaust himself. Anyway, Sadik of a Jew. He used to give me brochas every day. He would come in Miami Beach. He has thousands of followers in New York. Thousands. Thousands and thousands of followers. In Miami Beach, he'd, he'd come for the winter. Was, at the time, this is 20 years ago. So, at the time, he had, uh, you know, Thousands, thousands. He's an elderly man at the time. He passed away, mamish, two, three years after this. Um, he's in his eighties or nineties. I don't remember how old he was already. Uh, he passed away two or three years after this happened. I said, Davin says, fifteen people davening there. <laughs> Davin, eight o'clock, chakras, and finished an hour and a half later. It was a, you know, a, a long davening. And he brought us everything. I always think I got. So many brachas from him every day. Who knows like, where it's taking me in life? I was like, you know, every day I would talk with him, he gave me brachas, and he told me this and this, you know, he speak Yiddish, and didn't speak a word of English. Such a, 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 a person, a happy person, unbelievable. But it's always an experience. I would have never have met, have met him, I never have had that, if I wouldn't have been in Florida. I, if I would have been somewhere else, I would have never even had that experience. And there were other many things I gained from, and it was not, not, don't you know? You know what the scariest thing about having this type of thing is? You don't know what's going to go away because there are people of chronic fatigue for years. So not only do you have this, 
right? But you, when I had this, I had no idea when it was going to leave. I could have been, I could have, God forbid, had it for years to come. You know, I was now 21 years old. I want to get married eventually, right? Who knows what could have been, right? I, I could have been, this could have went on for, for years. So you have this pachad, you know, when is it going to get better? So I remember, this is also in Florida. I'm like going there for a few weeks. Nothing's happening. I'm going to, to doctors, regular doctors. Nothing happens. Now this is now January. I had had symptoms at this point since May, the year before May. Uh, and somebody mentions to, or it was about February, and I had May symptoms before. before. So I mentioned, oh, there's a doctor in West Palm Beach who's helped some people with this, you should go to him. So I go to this doctor in West Palm Beach. Now, this doctor is a chiropractor who does acupuncture. And I was the biggest cynic. I, mean, I told my mother, uh, I was desperate for her stablis to do something. And he told me he healed some people. So I go to this office in West Palm Beach. First of all, it's a two-hour wait. They give you an appointment. They make you wait. Every, I went there a few times. It's like literally two hours Tommy, you have a two o'clock opinion, four o'clock you get in. It's crazy. It's like a huge, huge waiting room, and you can't imagine what it's like. In the waiting room, it's either Hasidim or like these really wealthy West Palm Beach people. Right? It's like it's one or the other. It, that's the whole entire crowd. It's either Hasidim or these really wealthy people. And this guy actually took care of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, took care of the Tasha Rebbe. He was named Dr. Strauss. He was a Satmar kid who who went off the derech as a kid, enlisted in the Korean War, became a POW in the Korean War, <laughs> ended up in staying in Korea, learning uh, Far Eastern medicine, and now was this major hotshot uh, doctor in, 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 in West Palm Beach. And because he grew up Hasidic and he spoke pers- pers- perfect Yiddish, you know, they had Hasid in there. So you, had, like, and you go in his office, you know, once I have like these like, magazines, like, which I wouldn't recommend reading. So usually the pictures of the woman are not from Williamsburg or from Borough Park. And the other side is like Tehillim, Mahavish the I get into the office, and he goes to me, Zogner, tell me what's the problem. Said Thomas says to me, they tell, they tell me I've been a good shluch. I'm a good messenger. I'm a good messenger. Which means he had so many chassidim. It's not you, Dr. Strauss. You're just God's chosen person to do this. They tell me I'm a good shluch. So then, I'll just, the, the, the bottom line is, he was a shluch for me. And I, and I was such a cynic. I told him, when I was younger, I used to play, don't tell anybody, you should tell the recording. I used to play basketball a lot. I was a big basketball player in my youth. I was on the junior varsity team. I was on the varsity team. I was a guard. And I jammed my thumb like this so many times that I had a perpetual pain over here. It was like always bothering me, my thumb. So I told him about my, my, my chronic fatigue. And I said, oh, by the way, my thumb, if you can do anything about that. So I told him that both, and he's like, well, he walks out the office, okay, give me acupuncture. It's the only time I left had acupuncture. It felt really weird for like two days. And he did this chiropractor on me, and I, like, I felt like really weird, but I said to him, and what about my thumb? He didn't touch my thumb! So he said, oh, I fixed it. 
so like this. Like for the first time, it's still not, it's not 100, but it's like after that was like of the pain, it was like 90 percent better. I'm like I couldn't believe it. And I like, started bending. I couldn't. I was never. I wasn't able to bend my thumb like this because I'd been jammed so many times uh, from playing basketball. So, but you know what? What he told me is the right thing. He was a shliach. He could have done acupuncture and chiropractic. If it wasn't supposed to happen, it wouldn't happen. So do I owe Dr. Stress thank you? Absolutely. He was the messenger. He was the person who, who, who Hashem picked to heal me. And the person who mentioned his name in past... I never heard of this guy in a million years. You know? I was one day, I was in the cold of Miami Beach. And I'd been there for a few weeks. And some guy, this, and this guy, by the way... Who told me this was a guy that people used to ignore? He was like an annoying guy. <laughs> like one of the guys that people never listen to. But I was always nice to him. I would be, I would, I would be patient enough to listen to what he had to say. His name was Yitzchak. I won't say his last name. So Yitzchak, I said, yeah, I said Yitzchak, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. He said, oh, you're still not better. So he says, there's a Dr. Strauss. If he was a shliach to send me to him, I should thank him. But ultimately, my real thanks is Hashem. Because it could have been Yitzchak, and it could have been this Dr. Strauss. Never could have got better. It didn't have to be. So ultimately, I think I should. I'm just, and it happens to me when I wasn't playing, but this story with my, I'm just a personal vignette. And a million levels I gained from it. And why, and why, the funny thing is, so I didn't go to the mirror in winter. I went Pesach time. I ended up getting the best possible apartment for myself because I got left late. I got a much better apartment. And in the, in the, mirror, in the mirror you have to go, you don't start in the dorm, you start in apartments. I was in a better apartment. Oh, you know, a million things. Yeah, runs the world. But in, when good things happen, whether it's a job or it's health, there are people that help us and we owe them thank you. But if you're not supposed to get the help, you won't get it. Just like getting married. You know, you can try for a hundred years to get married. You can eat healthy. You're making a job. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. You should think. Velo sam amlo v'tarcho l'rik moshikasi yegiyek kapecha k'socho ashrecha v'teicha tovlach. Make a living. It's a great bracha. One of the pious people said, I need to Listen to this. The guy does you a favor. A woman does you a favor. They give you money. They help you out. And then they demand that they constantly remind you, Oh, 20 years ago, I gave you a loan. 20 years ago, I gave you the money. I did this for you. Vivaksh the Holy Spirit so all of and they're saying it's only because of me you would have never got you have never I gave you if it wouldn't have been for me you would have never got married if it wouldn't have been for me you would have never got the job without me you would be a nobody without me you would have failed fifth grade without you you were saying, of course. Listen, at the end of the day, again, Hakaras Hatayv, I spoke about this many times, we have to appreciate the people that help us. 
people that they get, get you know benefit from from us. Child has. To, by the way, children, parents. Everything happens to a child is also from Hashem. He gives. He picks your parents. That's <laughs> not for nuts. When it comes to Hashem, we appreciate our parents. It comes. Yeah, uh, yeah, it comes to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And the, the you know the challenges or the gifts also. So if the if person does a favor, you shouldn't be reminding people. Oh, what does it be for me? You know, you, you are the good messenger. You are the shliach. Hey, this Doctor Strauss, I don't know if he's still alive. He was at the time. He retired. He also retired a couple of years after I got better. You know, if I had seen him today, he must be in his nineties. I think this is twenty years ago. So he must have been late sixties, early seventies. I don't know how old he was. No youngster. He's in the Korean War. Okay, so this is this is happening in the mid in, in the late nineties. Uh, so uh, he must have been his late sixties, maybe his early seventies. So you know, Doctor Shasta, if it wouldn't be for me, you'd still have chronic fatigue. What are you talking about? Thank you, Doctor Strauss. Of course, I thank him. By the way, we all do this. Don't we all do this? Don't we? Don't we like focus on the individuals so we forget about Hashem? You know, even that Harno. If we think of the Palestinians, you forget. Can you imagine Tisha B'Av? We'd sit on the floor. All the Babylonians and the Romans kill us. No, we don't do that. We say, "Kill us." Our basement was destroyed. Why? There are reasons why the base of this was destroyed. How are you going to return to Hashem? I think it's a Hashem. I'm more perplexed as Pais person gets something and he's, and he's uh, not just not appreciative. Of course, you're obligated. Any person who does even the smallest favor is obligated to have appreciation. Obligated. Appreciation is so fundamental. It's so an appreciation and being like you. Only you. Like feeling that that, that person is your savior and, no, and taking Hashem out of the picture. Let's get this. Let me tell you this way. My Shadchan the person who set me up, okay, tremendous akaras atayv. He said, right, he knew me. It was the yeshiva. It was the executive director of the yeshiva I was studying at. He actually had set me up a few times. None of them were even close. <laughs> uh, but he was the one. But you know who actually? You know who actually? You know who actually? Who, who he proposed? He didn't. Propose, he didn't suggest me for my wife. It's Robinson. She just need for her twin sister. <laughs> he, he made a proposition for my wife's twin sister. I'm pretty sure. It's only like that. And there was a discussion that, no, it makes more sense for, for Rachali and not for Ariella. Now, had I went out with my wife's twin sister, I would have never went out with my wife. Because my wife's twin sister is a great girl. But they're very, very different. Like, completely different personalities, thought processes. I now would have never clicked at all. And I would have said, and they would have said, no, not for her, maybe sister. I would have said, no way. You know, I mean, now you can do a shadchan. Right, right. He's a million years. He doesn't, you know, it can work out the timing, what point of your life you're at, has a date. You can go on a date and not feel, and get sick. 
you know, he could be working, he gets into a car accident, and he get, the whole day gets thrown off. Right? person can make a comment. person can make a comment, and the other person takes it wrong, and really they could be, there's a million things that could go wrong when you're dating somebody. You see, you're on a date, and you see somebody who throws you off, Things. Do you thank your shadchan? Of course you do. Do you feel that it wouldn't have been for this matchmaker, this shadchan, I'd never be married? No, that's not true. If you thank them, they were the shliach, they were the messenger, but it came from Hashem. And if it didn't come from Hashem, it would never in a million years happen. And if you didn't get your money, maybe you get it earlier or later, or it should come, if it didn't happen, you would come other ways. Nevertheless, we're still out to do normal shalas. If you want to make a living, you got to do what's necessary to make a living, just like you got to do what's necessary to take care of your body. Listen to this, this is so important. Now, how do you work? Or how do you do anything? You have to do it kishehen ruyos lemidaisov according to your character traits, your body, your gufo, your emuna, and your world. We have to do the shtalas based on our world, based on who we are, based on what our essence is. When we're thinking of what just like when you get married if you are if you like to take it easy you don't marry a person who wants to be outdoors and every weekend wants to run around right you have to, a person has to pick the lively as you mentioned and to do a shtadlis based on who we are if you have a person who wants to be a salesperson they better have the ability to deal with people right? you have a person has to have a connection to Allah Kashir Kadamti you should have their faith to Hashem. That Hashem will leave you over. Once we're doing our proper thing, God will forget us. As the Apostle says in Nochum, Nochum was one of the twelve minor prophets. Like Nochum, Mrs. Hartman's husband, who is in Israel right now. Taiv Hashem Lamaoiz, Biom Sara, Biodea Chaisibo. Hashem is good. To those who are strong in the day of tragedy and who know what faith is. means if you're doing what's proper, everyone has good days and bad days. Right? We're, we're, we're going to go ahead and do our job, make our living, go ahead and do it. And we pick the right job. We pick the right living. We're doing what we're supposed to do. There'll be days where, where, where it doesn't look so good, where it's challenging. I'm not talking about where, where, where it's not the right job or in the... If you if you if you're opening a let's say a kosher store, if you would open a kosher store in Fresno, be out of luck. Only can maybe two people in the whole Fresno keep kosher, right? Or if you go, what's what's that place Merced? One person Merced keeps kosher. So in in San Jose, you probably have good days and bad days. No good weeks and bad weeks. Makes sense. So does it usually work? Yeah, so, so even when it's bad, if you know Hashem will be there, you're doing what you're supposed to do. Tremendous zuchot, right? Because of you, it's not not a joke. People who would keep kosher, who wouldn't keep kosher? 
No, there's no question about that. And it's a chesed even for people who want to keep kosher. You're doing a chesed by giving them kosher food. Every day that you're there, it's a chesed. For people who have kosher food, it's not easy to get kosher food in the, in the Bay Area. And you're allowing people to keep kosher and don't keep it. It's a tremendous zechos. Tremendous, not a small thing. Tremendous merit. Right? It's tremendous, not a small thing. And Shemayim, you're going to be rewarded for that. Not just so you're making a living at some, to some extent, but you're helping Klal Yisrael. So you help Klal Yisrael. Some days you're not going to be so pretty. Some st- customers are rude. They return things and it was their fault. The shop doesn't get in. The merchandise doesn't get in. You have pressures. I think this is exactly what I was supposed to have today. Today was perfect. I got screamed at and the milk was spoiled and it was their fault and then what are you? Hashem gives everything. A person, if you're doing the if you're doing the wrong job, <laughs> maybe you gotta change your living. You're in the wrong parnasa. You're doing the wrong thing. But your moyo is the right thing. So too, but with health. You gotta take care of ourselves. Distance yourself from bad habits. Distance yourself from things which can make you sick. Not taking care of your body. I said last week, our body is on loan. It's not our body. Hashem gives us our body. We're obligated to take care of our body. You know what? What is the mitzvah of taking care of your body? What's it called? What's the name of the mitzvah is? Tomorrow, you know what the mitzvah is? Ushmartem is not shaseichem to guard your soul. That's a mitzvah to take care of your body because if your body is not healthy, you can't serve your serve Hashem. Ushmartem is When I was actually uh, much many years ago, a gal uh, his name is Rabbi Shapiro, was one of the great sages of Israel. So he told me, he says, "Bereshis bara elokim es shemar In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So he said, the Hasidim say, Bereshis, first, Boro. Boro means you gotta be healthy. Then Elohim. Then you can serve God. First, you gotta be healthy. If you're saying, Mrs. Stone told me about a terrible, actually try to call him today and get through. Uh, uh, about a terrible person, a young man, he's in his 40s, 42 years old, can't leave his bed most of the day. He's 27 years old, young Russian guy. Sick and dead, with terrible, terrible pains. Right? Could he serve Hashem easily? Not at all. Can barely live. Nabuch. Nabuch. And he had everything. Right. Sick, gone. You're not sick. You can't serve Hashem. We we have to do our part. We gotta take. A person smokes. They're killing themselves. Person eats unhealthy, doesn't exercise. Person, you know, takes other types of abuse or takes pills which are not necessary. Hurting their body, lives or person's anxious, stressed. You know what stress does to a body? It weakens you. Too anxious. It's not good for your neshama. It's not good for your body. It's not good for your heart. You live with anxiety. A person has to work on themselves to be take care of themselves. 
Kmoshitsiva Aborand and go to a doctor when it's necessary. For as it says of Rapa Yurapa, you gotta take care of something she yifta khasius abrius, fakoshen mo ilas mazius, abishabora, everything comes from Hashem. Khasha yifta mimbara, we go to a doctor to take care of ourselves. We have faith in Hashem. Your Pamakhali Busiba, God can heal us with its Dr. Strauss or Dr. Magu. I don't know Dr. Magu is. Or Dr. what's this guy's name? Guptai? You know, whoever you know, so half a doctor here and in. Hashem could, could heal a person I think but and even if God wanted to, by a righteous person, he can even heal a person with something which is negative. We know the story about Elisha. Elisha of course he lives at a, at a level that's not compared to us. Who's Elisha? He's a primary disciple of Eliyahu Hanavi. Uh, that he, Elisha was heal, healed with, uh, with, uh, with bad waters. Right? With bad, uh, uh, he healed with, with, with Mayim Royal. Excuse me. Who did he heal? Did anyone know who Elisha healed? Naman. That's the, the Navi here? You finished Navi yet? What are you doing all day? <laughs> Free time. You gotta have a navi in the store. You gotta. So, waiting for Mashiach to come. You learn navi. Get all of navi. So, Elisha healed. It doesn't mean if Hashem wants you to be healed, you can do so. Now we don't do these things because we're not we're not navim. But the point is, Elisha was cognizant. It all comes from Hashem. Uh, you want to give water? Speak to the water. Or earlier, hit the rock. Water can come out. Hashem runs the world. Asa had only faith in the doctors. Asa had only faith in the doctors. And he didn't get better because of that. He, to, he was punished because of that at one point. Because uh, if you only believe in the doctors, if you get to daven to Hashem, of course we have to go to doctors. Of course we have to go to doctors. And when we're going to a doctor, you better look what the best doctor is. You better look at it's a good degree. You should look at their experience. You should find out about their bedside manners because you ask questions. If you're having surgery, you better raise the bar and do research. You can't just go to a doctor. Having surgery? There are people whose lives are destroyed by, by, by wrong surgeries. There are people who are misdiagnosed. Like terrible, terrible things can happen. Of course, you better do your ishtalis. And even if they go to Penn, you better find out if they have experience. You better find out if they have other things. But even after you do all of that... Person goes out has to have bitachon b'Hashem. They have that. They, they need to go ahead and realize it's going to help Hashem. You got a degree. You go try to get the best job. You have to Hashem. You know, when you, the, the, there is a tremendous concept in Judaism, which the more we work on, the better we are off, and that is bringing Hashem into our lives. The closer we are to Hashem, the more we we're cognizant, whether it's our health, or our job, or our marriage, or our children, or everything. We have to feel and see Hashem and be talking. Allows us to do this. If we believe that it's the doctors and the business people, 
when we go to university that makes and breaks us, we're making a terrible error. Right? Everything comes from Hashem. If we, we do that, even doing tshuva, can you imagine on, on tshuva sabbatamas or on kishibal, thinking about the Romans and Babylonians and forgetting about Hashem? Right? Part of bitachon is it not only allows us to feel close to Hashem, but it allows us to channel our energies uh, correctly. Next week, we're actually, I'm not, <laughs> two weeks, I'm, I'm moving next Wednesday. In two weeks, I'm, I'm not guaranteed, I have to thank Mrs. Stolen, actually, who's being very helpful. She's a shluch from Hashem. <laughs> uh, but she's actually, her and her husband are unbelievable. Uh, but, so next week, I'm moving Wednesday, I don't, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to guarantee any class next week. But in two weeks, now we're going to pick up you know, what about luxuries? How do we, how do we worry about, you know, things, other things, like other guarantees, whether it's on a physical or on, uh, or on, uh, on, a, on a spiritual level? But for ourselves, really, you know, one of the challenges is, is not focusing on the individuals or on the people, but realizing everyone we deal with in every circumstance is really a gift from Hashem. And when a person has that, then they can not just sing Gamzula Tova. <laughs> Right, like I was listening to a song before, but feel Gamzotova. And when a person feels Gamzotova, their whole life is different. Okay, thank you.